Welcome back to another episode of Chatting with the Churchills. I'm your host, Sam Churchill. Joining me as always is my co-host, Nikki Churchill. And today we have three special guests joining us. My father-in-law, George Proctor. Hello. My mother-in-law, Michelle Proctor. Hi. And my brother-in-law, Sam Proctor. Hi. So today we're going to talk about a little interesting topic, um, pretty close to home because it involves home life and family life. Uh, we're going to bring a bunch of different ideas forward from each guest here, and we're going to talk about uh, family values that you take into marriage and that you don't take into marriage. What uh, Nikki and I have incorporated from what we learned from my parents and what we've learned from her parents and things that we're starting to try that are new. So the first question is going to be for my father, George Proctor. I want to know about your family uh, values and family traditions that you brought into your own family. So uh, I grew up in the South. I had a brother and uh, both my parents. There is our family. We had a lot of traditional values growing up in the South, one of which was to try to have at least one meal together. So that meal was usually dinner. And we would look forward to that. Uh, the whole family would get involved in the preparation. So it had a lot of uh, elements for us to take with us when we got to our new families. And that's what we tried to do was um, try to really foster that in the family that I started with my wife, Michelle. So that's probably the biggest family value. That's awesome. Yeah, I remember participating in those family dinners and it would only get difficult with uh, sports when I would be coming home at about nine o'clock and that'd be when I'd eat dinner. But there'd always be someone in the kitchen to hang out with me and stuff. And I remember doing how was your day at dinner time instead of like watching TV or being on phones and stuff. There was no electronics, which is really cool. And now a question for my mother, Michelle. I wanted to know if there were any different values that you have for, from your family. Well, since I grew up in Barbados, it was, um, we didn't have a Thanksgiving tradition. So one of the things we did do was, um, Christmases was a pretty big tradition, but because of marrying into an American family, we decided pretty early on that Thanksgiving was going to be uh, a time where we tried to gather and get back to um, just being with people and giving thanks. And so we initially, before we had kids, would have friends come at Thanksgiving and we potluck Thanksgiving, which was always fun. And then as the kids came along, we started to develop the traditional American Thanksgiving dinner. Gotta love making pies with mom. <laughs> I actually, it was a couple of years ago um, where she first let me make a pumpkin pie and it actually turned out really well. And then when I tried making it myself this past year, it didn't turn out as great, but <laughs> takes a lot of practice. And now I'm gonna hand it off to Sam to ask little Sam the last question. Um, so little Sam, what family value would you take since you know you're still a young man 18 years old getting ready to start on your own here soon uh got accepted into west point whoop, whoop. um when you find the right woman and you settle down you guys get married what family values do you believe you'll take into your family that you've you know that have really shaped you and that you really want to bring into your own family life to help shape your children yeah well um I think that the family values that I would bring in from my own family would be uh, 
we always would go to the gym together and work out together. And that's like a big plus, especially when um, my dad would come, and my mom would come out with, with me to the basketball court because that's my sport. And it helped me when I was, you know, developing my understanding of my sport. And that's what I want to do with my son or daughter if, you know, if I have a son or daughter. And also, you know, something that that, that my family does not do, or I mean, you know, but I would like to, you know, start in my own family is uh, for, you know, holidays, we should watch like some like uh like a christian series like the bible is really good and you know the nativity scene it's really interesting stuff and i love to watch it with my family yeah that's good um so some of the stuff i grew up with <clears throat> that i've kind of brought into my own family life because unfortunately i didn't growing up we had you know for a while there we had a lot of family dinners that would take place we would do that um but then as we kind of grew up and schedules got busy, that dwindled down a little bit and everybody got, you know, rooted in their own schedule. But one thing that I always, um, I always enjoyed was we would, every weekend we would try and do one thing as, as a family, uh, whether that was, cause I grew up in Oregon. So growing up in Oregon, we had a big, uh, river that would run through our town. We actually had multiple rivers that were around. So most of the time my family would go to the river together. Um, sometimes we would go with friends, but you know, it was always special when we were, when we just went with our family. Um, because, you know, really brought us, brought us closer and really taught us that we can find entertainment in our, you know, in our own family and with our, with my siblings, my two sisters and my, um, my mom and dad. Um, and if it wasn't going to the river, you know, it was always something outdoors because growing up in Oregon, you know, it was very, uh, we grew up in a little country town in Southern Oregon that was very, very wooded. So we would, you know, we was trying to always spend as much time outside, which is something that I've tried to take into my, my marriage and my, um, my new little family that I've started with Nikki is we've tried to, we try and get outside as much as we can. And since, you know, we have a beach here in sunny Santa Barbara, it's might, might as well take advantage of that while we have it. Um, so that's, that's definitely the one thing that I've taken from my family experience that I, have valued the most. And then what I, the one thing I didn't really <clears throat> value the most was the fact that as we got older, we started drifting more and more apart from the family dinners, uh, the organized meals together. I mean, every now and then, you know, mom and dad would sit us and say, we're, you know, we're having dinner together. But I usually had uh, work that was late because I was a lifeguard and I always had to do the closing shift or I had a late practice and didn't get home until like nine, nine thirty. Um, and usually everybody was in bed by that time. So I would have dinners by myself for the most part. Um, but yeah, Nikki, what about, what about you? What do you, what do you take away from your family life that you've brought into our marriage that you value the most? Uh, I think the best memories I have with my family are going on walks cause we have almost always had a dog in our family and we would have to walk the dog uh, in the mornings, usually done by my dad alone, because it'd be quite early. And also in the evenings, but in the evenings, we would try and go walk like together. And I always found that really fun, just being able to go outside and like the chill of night in the hot desert and just enjoy going around the block, looking at houses, talking about like whatever was on our minds and stuff. And I wanted to incorporate that more um, with 
you and I, Sam. So that was when uh, I suggested to you that during this quarantine, like maybe it's a good time to start doing morning walks. So we wake up and we go on a walk around our apartment. I feel like it really rejuvenates us, makes us like spend time together without electronics and wake up well. And it'll really help, I think, for when we have a dog and we have to walk our dog in the morning. I think uh, one thing to mention too, and I'm sure George and Michelle will agree with me on this, is, you know, taking, ta- looking back at family life when you're growing up as a kid, it's not that, um, you know, you value any moments of your childhood or family life back when you were growing up any less than the ones that you, you know, that you remember. It's just that, you know, certain things make an imprint in your life um, that are lasting because, you know, they're they're important and they, you know, they're supposed to, you know, there was a meaning behind them. So for George, you know, that was, that was family dinners. That was something that he looked forward to. Cause that was, uh, as I'm sure was time spent with parents, siblings, time to connect, kind of refocus on what matters. Um, but you know, there's lessons to be learned in everything that we're doing uh, as we grow up, whether it's, you know, a good, good memory or a bad memory. Um, cause I have my fair share of bad memories that I could talk, go, you know, go on and on about, but it's not that I have anything from my family that I value less because I value all the lessons I learned from both my parents. There are things that I learned that I was definitely have adapted into my own marriage. And then there's things that I learned that I haven't brought into my own marriage because I saw how they didn't work very well in my, uh, with my parents. Um, so I wanted to speak on that a little bit about the things that you take away that you didn't want to implement into your your family that you start because of how you saw it didn't take the right turn or it didn't have the best outcome. So I'll turn it over to George real quick and ask him, what exactly would you say was one of those kind of moments when you were growing up that you thought, not going to do that? <laughs> um, you know, I think that there were many times where uh, just trying to struggle through part of what was happening either as a kid at school or with my own sort of peers and I wasn't quite able to figure it out and so I would be allowed to kind of go go on my own way except for the dinners and I would come for the dinners but if I could stay quiet for the whole dinner then I could try to kind of keep it to myself which is probably not the safest thing for a, a young person to do because really the answers are there in the household and they were available, but with the, the, the maturational stage and the hormones and sort of all of the peer pressure that goes on, you kind of want to have a life independent from uh, your family, even though they can provide a lot of the answers to what you're going through and really make sense out of things, even if the answers aren't there. Providing a framework or knowing that someone has been through difficult times is very helpful. So I think that's that's less what my family did and more sort of what I what I was able to get away with mm-hmm. as a kid. So um, I think that that would be one takeaway is that we've really watched for signs of our kids maybe struggling emotionally or trying to have a somewhat different communication pattern, and then we'll we'll hone in on that and try to find out what it is that's going on. So right. that might be one example. Passing it over to Michelle. Michelle, what would you say is one of those things that you didn't implement into your family? Yeah, well, I think what George said is perfect. Um, 
for me, I think growing up in a different culture, it was sometimes much more punitive and um, there was less listening to what a young person um, had to say. And so what I tried to do when we started having kids was to be much more discussing why you would or wouldn't do certain things, which sometimes I think the kids thought that that was the unending conversation. (laughs) But the purpose that I was doing it for was so that it wouldn't be just, you do what I say because I told you so, and much more of an opportunity to learn from someone who might have gone through something in an older generation who could tell you the reasons why the way how the end of the story worked because they had that story um and so I think that was probably the most important thing I did as a parent and um, bringing it in even as a young parent I'm gonna pass it over to little Sam now little Sam um for those of you who don't know is actually not very little um about six three um Sam what would you say is one of those things that not necessarily you valued less, but that you learned from and realized, like, I probably don't want to take that into what I'm going to do, or mm-hmm. I'd like to adapt it into something else and try and make it something for my family? Yeah, well, um, being the baby in the family, uh, figuratively. <laughs> and literally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually was born... Uh, four years after my sister and eight years after my brother and I've heard my dad talk about this I never really thought about it before he talked about it but he said that he wanted he like that was a strategic family planning thing to have us all be born four years apart so basically as a result of that he wanted me to have less of that uh, brother conflict between me and my older brother which did work but like as a consequence um, I, I'm not as close to him as I am with my sister, Nikki, because, you know, she's my best bud. <laughs> but my brother, you know, he's he's still super cool, you know. Shout out, David. He's really cool. We never really fight, but, you know, we're not. It's like I'd still, you know, do everything for my brother if, if it comes down to it. But, you know, it's not like we, we didn't have that much of a connection as I wanted. So to fix that, I'd probably do some different family planning stuff. Do you have an idea of, like, how many years apart would be good, if not four? Probably, like, I'd still probably... If I had three kids, I'd probably still have one four years apart, but the other, like, just... Like, like two? Two, yeah. Yeah. Two, yeah. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Cool. Awesome. Nikki, what would you say is something that you've kind of adapted or switched into our into our marriage that you would change possibly when we have kids um i think personally um it's more just kind of a a a bad habit that we have of watching tv during some meals and i think when we have kids it'll be important to have that interaction so we can find those cues like my dad said and my mom said of like how the kids doing and how they're learning things and do they understand the reason why we have them do things a certain way and are they doing all right in school like how are they doing mentally and all those things so I think I would just change that so it's like meal times are 
no electronics at all because like phones and iPads are recently becoming the craze with small children. I mean, you walk into Costco and you see a baby and if the baby's not crying, it's probably because they have an iPad in front of their face or an iPhone and they're watching some television show or playing some game. So I think it's important to just make sure there's some non-electronic time during the day, and I think that's best found during a meal. Um, yeah, for me, growing up, you know, there was there was a couple things that I I would do different that I'm hoping to do different. Um, now I'm very close with my both my parents. Um, Definitely, you know, very close with my dad. I grew up hunting and stuff and spending a lot more time with my dad. But I spent about, you know, what I spent the time with my dad hunting, I spent, you know, equal amount of time with my mom in the kitchen learning how to cook. Um, but so the one thing that I would that I would say I would do differently, um, or not necessarily differently, but would just adapt a little bit, is uh, having, the, having more of a one-on-one with... Uh, my kids sitting down talking with them at least trying to get a feel for how they're doing um you know at least once a week at the end of the week just re uh reconnect see how their week has been um kind of get in touch and again the only reason that my family didn't do this was solely because our schedules were so flip-flop so um mix mash in there that we were you know it was hard to really connect and get uh that face-to-face with one another and um you know, it, it, it's, it's very important to me to have that kind of connection see how my kids are doing. And, uh, you know, now my parents, now that I'm married and moved away, they, they do, you know, my dad touches in a lot. My mom connects a lot. Um, but no, definitely, definitely to have that. I feel like that development of a relationship with your children, especially early on, is so important because there was a lot of stuff that I had going on as a kid that I just feel like I would have talked about if I was just asked. Um, but you know, I also didn't go out and seek a lot of counsel from my parents because I felt like I could handle a lot of things on my own. Um, but yeah, before I get too emotional, emotionally involved in it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so as we grow and develop in relationships, as our families, you know, begin to take on shape and form, there's a lot of lessons that can be learned. And I think that the main takeaway from this is family is very important. Um, spending time with family is one of the best things that we can do, especially now, you know, it's, we don't know who's going to be around after all this. We don't know if our grandparents are going to be okay. We don't know if our parents are going to be okay. We don't know if our siblings are going to be okay. Um, really just take stock of your life. Really appreciate what you have. Remember to give your mom a call, give your dad a call. Um, you know, now that we have such a techno, uh, technology-based society, you know, text your siblings, check in, check in on your family. Make sure that, you know, if we take away anything from this conversation, take away the importance of communication, communication and communicating and time spent with family because you never know when you don't have it. Um, anyways... To wrap it up, we want to thank you for our our guest, uh, my dad, my mom, and my little brother. Thank you. Thank you, you guys. And thank you to our listeners for joining in on another episode of Chatting with the Churchills. We hope to see you back healthy and well. You guys have a blessed Easter holiday and stay safe. Happy Easter. Happy Easter.